0: This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. Stephen Kerridge speaking with uh, John uh, Brogdon, uh, Lifeline uh, Chairman about Lifeline. How are you, John? Mate, I'm very well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Lifeline, please?
1: So, Lifeline started in 1963 in Sydney and it then spread around the country over the next 10 years in particular to every state and territory lifelines australia's leading suicide prevention and crisis support service the thing we're best known for is our 24 hours a day seven days a week crisis line which is available to all australians on 13 11 14 we take over a million calls a year on that number from Australians at high risk of suicide and in crisis. And it's a critical service to Australia. Uh, Most people would see our number on TV or read it um, in articles or hear it on radio probably once or twice a day. And we exist to get people through very dark and difficult times in their lives and get them out the other end and get them the help they need.
0: And um, what is a suicide?
1: Well, suicide is when somebody, Purposefully takes their own life. It's broadly speaking an act of impulse. Uh, not everybody who takes their own life is mentally ill, and only half of the people who do take their own life through suicide have been in contact with a mental health service. So it's also a tragedy. It's a tragedy for the individual, for their friends and family, and for our society at large that people get to a point where they think. There's no other way than to take their own life.
0: And um, how can we uh, prevent our suicide?
1: Well, at Lifeline, we think most suicides are preventable. A lot of people hear that and don't agree. But when you consider, by and large, suicide is an act of impulse and somebody can have a suicidal thought for the first time in their life and act on it, Um, if they were unsuccessful in their suicide, they may, may never have a suicidal thought again so we can all play a difference we can all make a difference we can all play a role we don't have to be experts um, with things like mental health people are often worried that they can't do anything they can't help because they're not an expert but really uh, what you can do if you're worried about somebody is to ask them a direct question don't pussyfoot around don't Uh, Gently ask them questions if they're okay. Go go directly to the point, ask them if they're depressed, ask them if they're feeling suicidal, if they want to harm themselves. And if they do say yes, then ring triple O, get them to uh, the emergency department as quick as possible and stay with them and get them through that difficult time of their life. Most of us think asking that question is the wrong thing to do. Why would you ask that question? Many people say to me. All of our research and all of our evidence shows that asking that question directly brings it out of somebody and forces them, if you like, to answer the question, pussyfooting around, you know, how are you going and is everything okay and let's go down to the pub for a beer or let's go and see a movie or whatever it might be. They don't address the issue and um, what we find is while some will say, yes, I am suicidal many will say, no, I'm not, but I've got this problem or Something's making me depressed and you can talk through with that. Lifeline exists to help people who are suicidal and in crisis, but it also exists for those people who are worried about people they know. So they mightn't have suicidal thoughts themselves. They mightn't um, be in crisis, but they're worried about somebody who is. So people in that situation can ring Lifeline and get advice on how to talk to a friend or a loved one and how to get them through that difficult period.
0: Um, can you tell us a little bit uh, more about uh, the services that you provide, please?
1: Yeah, the main service we provide on 13, 11, 14 is available 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, it's staffed by trained volunteers and um, employed staff, mostly volunteers. It's there for you whenever you need it. We don't judge people. Uh, we don't care what you've done or who you've done it to it's a non-judgmental service it's also an anonymous service so we don't want to know who you are that's not important to us what that means is people ring lifeline who can't talk the people who ring lifeline often can't talk to their best friend or boyfriend girlfriend husband wife partner whatever it might be they're too embarrassed about that but If you come to Lifeline, you're talking to somebody who's not going to judge you and doesn't need to know who you are. We also provide other services. We provide a chat service. We provide a limited text service. Uh, We also do many services on the ground, different services, depending on where you are in Australia. Many of our Lifeline centres, there are 40 of them around Australia, provide financial counselling, which is um, in many cases a prelude prelude to people being in a crisis. So we provide those services. In some places, we provide... um, post-suicide services for the family and friends who are left behind and who are in need of some support. So we, we provide a range of services. To fund our, fund what we do, we also run op shops, opportunity shops, uh, secondhand goods shops, which are very popular, as well as other fundraisers, including book fairs. So we, uh, we're we out there across the community. We have 12,000 volunteers around the country who are helping Lifeline every day of the week. When friends and family have someone in their group who take their own life. It's incredibly traumatic. Um, It's often a shock, believe it or not. Many people are shocked that they didn't anticipate it, they didn't expect it, they didn't see it. Uh, And they themselves need care. The aftermath is equally traumatic and sad for the family and friends. And because it's often an unexpected death, it brings with it a level of shock as well. So the services we provide are often um, group counselling services where we take people through the events post-suicide and their own thinking, and many people will feel guilty. You often hear, very often hear people say, I had no idea things were that bad. If I did, I would have done something. So they feel very guilty. They feel like they didn't help their friend or their loved one. There, Of course, in many cases, families left behind, um, children, spouses, Uh, grandchildren and the like, who obviously are incredibly distressed as well. So it's a counselling service that helps people um, after somebody, in a friend, a loved one has taken their own life to understand what happened and to understand what their role is and to get them through
0: that very difficult time. And can you tell us about uh, the drought uh, toolkit, uh, please?
1: We've uh, put together a drought toolkit and that was uh, very important for drought affected areas across Australia, particularly in 2018 and 2019. Of course, drought was followed by bushfire and drought was followed by rains and floods. So, you know, it's a, it's a very diverse nation with incredibly different weather patterns at different times. But the drought communities really, in most cases, had never seen anything like this before. And that put enormous stress and pressure on people, put them into crisis in many cases and and put them into the risk of suicide as well. So the drought kit provided local communities at a very local level with the sort of information that they needed to help them care for others in their community at this difficult time.
0: And um, does uh, Lifeline uh, provide uh, resources uh, for dealing uh, with mental health uh, during uh, COVID-19?
1: Yeah, we've seen a significant increase in our calls during COVID 19. Lifeline usually answers about two and a half thousand calls a day, uh, which equates to about 900,000 calls over a year. Uh, With the bushfires, our calls went up between 250 and 400 calls a day. That's remained consistent around now 250 to 300 calls a day. And then on top of that, uh, we saw our numbers get as high as 3,200 a day with COVID. That's dropped a little bit now, but what it demonstrated in the early days was a lot of people were very fearful of getting COVID, of dying from COVID, and in particular of the loneliness that was associated that came along with social isolation. So when we heard a lot about social isolation, Stephen, people were, yeah it was a good thing for our physical health, but in many cases, it was a very bad thing for people's mental health. So we had a lot of people reaching out. Um, Then as COVID advanced, it was pretty clear that the governments of Australia had COVID under control and the infection rates began to drop and the deaths effectively began to drop. People were less worried about whether they were going to get sick or whether they were going to die, and they became very worried about how they'd cope with life after COVID when important things like JobKeeper, which we always knew was temporary, when that stopped and people were looking for work again, would they get their job back? Would they get their old job back? Would they have to find a new one? Could they get a job that paid as much so they can pay their bills? These are the sorts of concerns and stresses we're seeing now with people. So we've played really important role through COVID in helping people in crisis and at risk of suicide to get through this period. From what we see in the numbers at this point, we haven't seen an increase in suicide to date. And that's a good outcome. That means that everything everyone's doing, including Lifeline, governments and other agencies, seems to be keeping people alive. But we're worried that when things go back to normal for most people, but they're not normal at all for a handful of people. There'll be a lot of stress and pressure and we anticipate when that begins to happen, we'll see an increase in our calls again.
0: And um, would you have any uh, strategies, uh, strategies uh, for dealing uh, with mental health uh, during uh, COVID-19? Uh,
1: yes, we do. The strong messages we sent and bearing in mind, we've come a long way in the last couple of months, but at the beginning of this, it was a pretty scary time. So we were very keen to make sure that people stayed in touch and the word social um, distancing was was not a helpful phrase really what we were talking about is physical distancing but in terms of people staying in contact you know uh, whether it's by phone or email preferably um because at that stage of course we couldn't see each other face to face much we were effectively locked down in our homes except for important and necessary needs to leave the home so we wanted people to stay in touch whether it's by phone yelling over the back fence social media whatever it might be we encouraged others who weren't in crisis to check in with friends and family particularly those they they know would be lonely and we encouraged people just to pick up the phone check on their neighbours to see if they were okay and the like. We also encourage people to keep a routine. Don't stay in bed all day. Don't stay in your pyjamas all day. Get out of bed. um, Go back to your usual routine as much as possible. Also, getting sun on on your face and a bit of physical activity was very important as well. So, you know, go for as 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 little as a walk around the block will make a difference, but if you can get a half an hour of exercise in every day. The last thing, interestingly, and bearing in mind, back then in the early days, it was bad news all the time. Don't absorb too much of that bad news because that will get you down and get you depressed and get you worried and stressed and potentially suicidal. So they were some of the guides we put forward. I'm hoping that people who you know, re-engaged with friends and family that they weren't regularly in contact with will keep that going because it'll be better for us, better for society, better for Lifeline if people stay in greater contact with each other and look after themselves and other people.
0: You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au